around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. Glad you've joined us today on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're here every week with a brand new broadcast every Wednesday. And as you know, you can find us on terrymize.com. Our website also is terrymizeministries.org. And uh, you can find all of these podcasts that we've done over the last several months this year archived right there for your listening advantage. And we have also um, our calendar there, monthly newsletter, products. And uh, just want to remind you that you can partner with us and be a part of what uh, Terry's ministry has been doing for now nearly 50 years, and that is going around the world, preaching the gospel, as well as right here in the United States, stirring up the church and reminding them that their focus is really missions. We're got Every pastor, every ministry, we're out there to help you t- learn faith from the Word of God, learn how to pray by the Spirit of God that lives in you, and then remind you that your focus is to go into all the world, to preach the gospel, to pray over people, and to help the gospel be preached and people not go to hell. That's the bottom line. Well, darling, we're glad to have you today. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad to we're be glad here. glad Terry Mice could join us on his broad podcast today, so take it away. Well, it's always a delight to talk about the Word of God and to uh, share things that God has done and is doing and is going to do. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just so wonderful to me that our faith uh, makes a difference in, in our outcome. That's right. You know, I was preaching in uh, South Africa a number of years ago and uh, preaching for a good friend, a gentleman I'd known for a long, long time. And uh, I, I just preached a normal message on faith and just a good word, you know. And then during the during the message, I gave a testimony. And I, I think it was about raising somebody from the dead and... Uh, uh, something about what they were believing or what they were doing or what right. they were saying. And, right. and, you know, and, and, and uh, that any way that I got involved and raised them from the, God used me to raise them from the dead and so on and so forth. And, uh, and, and later at lunch, the pastor said to me, he said, Brother Terry, he said, it's been a long, long time since anything like that was preached in this pulpit. Yeah. And I, I said, I said, excuse amazing. me, what, 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 do, what do you mean? Hard I thought, I thought maybe he didn't like it or something. You're you know? right. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, he said, any, anything like that just hasn't been. Pre-. I said, anything like what? What are you talking about? He said, well, you know, faith. He said uh, that that your faith somehow would uh, affect the outcome. That your faith would somehow make a difference in your life. And I said, well, I don't even understand. Uh, the point, I mean, if it hadn't been preached, won't you preach it? You know, I mean, uh, and it just, it's just that he had just, it had just been lost somewhere down. They used to preach it, but somewhere down the trail, uh, it got lost, uh, and began to be more of a, I don't know, more of a, just, you know, come to church and, you know, right. spend the hour and get a, good little word with three points in the poem and go home and you've been to church. But I mean, right. your faith had nothing to do with anything. I mean, faith, faith was like a forgotten. And, and, and I, and I said, I asked him several questions about it. And, uh, and he even made this statement. He said, I, he said, I think you'd be hard pressed to find many ministers in this whole nation that preach faith. That's such a tragedy. And it was just a shock to me, just an absolute shock to me because, uh, I, 
it's been such a part of our life for so many years. I can't imagine me not being able to get my faith involved in something. Oh, right. And right. faith certainly affects our outcome. Right. Uh, instead right, of this, instead of this lifestyle and message of Kesara, Sara, whatever will be, will be, mm. uh, just sit back and you know let the universe <laughs> <laughs> decide your fate. I mean, yeah. that that's just uh, what's well, sad to me. You know, well, it is. It's it, just sad to me. It takes that the human church... participation out of the out of the equation, and it's almost like you know the message: God is in control. Well, it's exactly it, like it that. Just it really sort of just uh, takes the wind out of everybody's sails. Well, and that's got to be the, one of the oldest messages in the church, and it's and it's so wrong. It's so it's so yeah. incorrect. It's so bad. You know, if, and I've said it before, and I've said it here on the podcast before. To me. The message of God is in control is is a mean message uh, because it absolutely takes your faith out of the equation and takes you out of the equation. That's right. Uh, and I, I said when I was a teenager, I mean, you know, I'm, I started preaching when I was a teenager. They made me youth leader at my church. So, so I've actually been preaching now for this is my 49th year in the ministry, but I was preaching two That's years right. before that. So, you know, I've been preaching 51 years. And, uh, and and I think one of the first things I ever preached in my youth group was, hey, if God's in control, he's doing a really lousy job. Oh, that's right. I mean, if you want to look at the world my, news my. and see yeah. all the sickness and all the disease and all the all the murders and all the rapes well, and all the the pedophilia and all the all the wars and all the crime and all the garbage and then say God's doing that. Yeah. God's in control. God's killing those babies. God's giving people cancer. Right. God's God's causing car wrecks. God's causing war. Well, that's just that's a mean and wrong message. And then to say that you can't do anything about it, you no, just have to sit right. back, buckle in, and hang on because you your faith has nothing to do with anything. And then my question always was, Renee, well, well, if my faith doesn't work for anything, doesn't count for anything, if it's why already if it's already pre-written and predisposed <laughs> and predetermined, right. then why that's bother? Right. That's well, right. Why go that's to church? Right. What difference does it make whether I go to church or not? What right. difference does it make whether I pay tithes or not? Right. What difference does it make whether I praise God or not? What difference right. does it make whether I pray or not? What difference does it make whether I give offerings or not? What difference does it make if I win souls or not? That, that's a mean mean doctrine well even those that use the word god allowed it to happen or same god is thing, allowing this to happen thing. that's that's really bad vocabulary it's or and it's bad grammar in the fact that that if you use you cannot use the word allow in the in the causative sense and you cannot say that god allowed it in that he caused it and uh, theologians will say things like that. People that, that that are supposed to know better, and they'll they'll say God is sovereign, and they'll use that oh, word that, and make that, it sound religious. That message religious. has come back around again. Yeah, it was here forty years ago, and it's come back. God, the sovereignty of God. The Everything happens yeah. because God did it. And God is it's sovereign. Wrong. God is sovereign in His own kingdom. Sure, He is. And the devil is sovereign in His kingdom. Sure, He is. And you and I are sovereign in the world of man. Sure. But what? If you're smart, <laughs> and God or the Word of God is ultimately in, it, control. in control, I mean the devil's not going to overrun him, right? And that God's going to have the last say but about in everything. Your life, your faith yeah. makes a difference. Well, and, and to me, the, just a simple, simple little scripture in Proverbs chapter one, it says that the whole book has been written, and it's I believe it's in verse five. It says in verse five that the wise will still hear and increase in learning, right? And if then you're it wise, says, you'll, you'll increase yeah, in learning and the and person of understanding will continue to acquire skill. It says, and sound counsel, so that. 
You can steer your own course rightly. Absolutely. Man, if that, if that one verse out of the book Absolutely. of Proverbs doesn't, doesn't reveal to me the fact that I have a part and God wants me to say something out of my mouth and my faith counts. And man, that helped me so much when no, Dean and absolutely. I were getting into the word of God, because I had always, you know, women look to husbands to be the faith guy, the leader, you know, that kind of thing. And I found out that when Dean wasn't there, somebody had to say something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I preached a message years ago, a great, great CD series called uh, Setting Your Course. Right. Because you're the one that sets your course. That's true. In the things that you do, the things that you say, uh, I mean, even the, the school you went to, the, 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 the husband or wife you, you married, all that sets a course. And I think I, was, I think I preached at Joseph Prince's great church, a new creation in Singapore decades ago, right. said that you set your own course. And God set a course for this world right. uh, when he put Adam and Eve in the garden, but then Adam reset it. He That's set right. his own course. That's right. And we come along and we have to set our course and set our face like a flint. That's right. Uh, but that God allowed it thing. I used to I used to use this example years ago. I'd say that'd be like my kids, uh, my son or daughter, uh, you know, robbed a bank, uh, and then got put in jail, shot somebody, killed them, got put in jail, mm -hmm. and then somebody'd say, "Well, uh, Terry did that." Well, no, Terry didn't do that. You know, the the, the child did it. Well, yeah, but he he allowed it. What he allowed it. How would I have allowed it? I mean, right, just because maybe right. I didn't go physically to the bank and physically right. stop them and corral right. them. That's just like saying God allowed it. It's just, it's just nuts. No, and it, it's just not even intelligent on, on any level to, to say that God would overrule the will of man in that regard. Mm -hmm. Because especially as Christians, we have a will. The world has a will. The spirit of the world. The devil that... that uh, you know, influences the spirit of the world that is God of this world. And th then to say that God left us here with no uh, power and ability to just kind of go downstream like the rest of the fish and never have any defense on anything. Oh, yeah. None of that makes any sense. No. It's well, not everybody even logical. always says go with the flow. And that's exactly what that is. You, you take, <laughs> yeah, a, you, take God, you know, no. you go out to a river and jump in and you'll, yeah. and if the current's moving, you go with the flow. It takes some effort to go upstream. And it's a it fight. It takes some determination to go upstream. It takes yeah. some, uh, sometimes a fight to go upstream. It does. And it, any, it, any piece of, any dead animal can, you know, you can mm. throw them in the river and it'll, it'll go with the flow. That's right. Well, it's so, it's so important that we understand that this marvelous plan of God to reach the world and to win souls is an all-inclusive spirit, soul, and body for every area of your life to give you a defense against everything in the world that's trying to come to kill, steal, and destroy oh, your spirit, soul, and body. And that's why our faith makes a difference. That's why I was so shocked whenever I, that pastor said that to my, me, my. that it had been a long time since anybody preached that your faith could affect something. My yeah. goodness, we, we live in a world where our faith should be affected everything we do. Well, it's like you said, it's not even, it, it's not even logical that God would allow, in the causative sense, uh, tragedy and problems as being part of his plan, that he would do any harm to his people because the Bible says that bitter and sweet water can't flow out of the same right. vessel, that, that mm -hmm. life and death are Dressing in the power and of our time, and we mouth. can stop that. Right. And that you, it, that you were talking about when you went to the mission field the first time, that it just didn't seem logical. You found out you were ill down there and nearly died the first time you went, and then had to come back and, and reestablish, hold it. God's not killing his generals. Right. If he sends somebody his out troops, to do yeah. battle, why would he kill some 
somebody that he's finally got to obey. (laughs) He finally says, I'm going to go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. And then, you know, punch a button and and you drop through the floor and you're gone. You know, that's not even smart or logical. That's what I said then. No general kills his troops. And that's not good military strategy. It doesn't make sense. The, The scriptures that tell us if God be for us, then who can successfully stand against us? Sure. There, then how how is that? Explain that in sovereignty. <laughs> explain right. that. How does that fit with God is in control? Yeah, well, you know, I've said for years and years and years, it, it's not fair to use the name of Jesus against the devil. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I do it. That's exactly right. You know, that, exactly that, right. That, that is the thing that makes the difference. Otherwise, right. you're going with the flow. Otherwise, you're like everybody else. You're That's just right. like somebody born without God and, and never receives God, just, just lives about the barely elements of this world and, right. and, and, and doesn't have anything, you know, to say or do. But yet, because we've received faith, we've received the word of God, we've received Jesus, then uh, then our faith can get involved. No, our words right. make a difference. Our prayer that's makes a difference. Exactly our right. giving makes a difference. Our going to church makes a difference. Well, just your presence showing up on an airplane, just your presence showing up at McDonald's. The fact that when we get there, God gets there. Well, we carry everything that, that the world needs on the inside of absolutely. us. And it's so important for us to, to realize all of those things that, you know, why would God pass it? Why would Paul be so adamant about telling us in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God? And after having done all to stand against all the despotisms and wiles of the wicked one and be able to, if I'm standing, I'm not just taking up space, you know, on, on, a, on two feet square. I'm standing here to, to make a difference, to raise a standard, just to stand against all of the plots and schemes of the enemy, not only for my own life, but for my family and friends. Absolutely. And that, how could we go to another country like you've talked about, like T.L. and Daisy Osborne did? How could you go in there and establish tenets of the gospel without miracles, without authority over principalities and powers, without authority over death, without authority over sickness and disease, and, and have miracles like you've had and like they've had if we weren't there to make a difference and no, turn absolutely. the tide? Uh, we're absolutely supposed to make a difference. Thank no, God for faith and thank God for the Word. No, that's thank right. God for the name of Jesus. That's what puts us, oh, that's what sets us apart. Oh, it does. It, 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 it makes Christianity based on a relationship of who lives in us rather than a religion with rules on the wall. No, absolutely. You know, years ago, uh, I do crusades in in different countries, and and, uh, um, and 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 they'd have different religions and different mm-hmm. gods, and they'd have different you know idols and things right, in their in right. their in their churches or in their sure. places of worship or whatever. And of course, none of that's politically correct today. There's anything you know about that, but uh, many times, uh, you know, those people would come in thousands and tens of right, thousands right. and hundreds of thousands. They'd come because they wanted something to happen. No, that's right. Because nothing happens in their religion. Their God right. doesn't do miracles. Oh. And many times I've, I've made the statement when I've stand on a crusade platform preaching, uh, many times I'd say, you know, you see this blind man down here? You see this crippled man down right right down here tonight? If if this Jesus that I've been talking to you uh, uh, about tonight, if he, if he can't heal him, then he's no different than your old dead gods because they can't heal him either. They can't heal him either. <laughs> well, they know their gods can't heal him. There's no argument about that. There's no, no, they're not right. wondering about that. There's no, there's no question about that. So they're, they're coming to a place to hear that, hey, there is a God that heals. That heals. And I've said, you know, if, if, yes, you're, he does. if, if Jesus won't heal him tonight, if he could heal him and won't, then he's worse than your, your old dead gods because they'd right. heal him if they could, but they can't. But uh, if Jesus could heal him and wouldn't, then that, that's a mean thing. 
And you know, every time, every time God's healed that person, every time God's healed that, that person, Hallelujah. I, I singled out or talked about or whatever, because the, the Jehovah is the only God that does miracles. No, that's right. There, there is a difference. We're not just all here the same. It's not just, <laughs> we're not just going with the flow. We're just oh, not all in the ri- yes. river of life flowing down the river and then over the waterfall. Uh, yeah, we're we're right. going against the flow and saying, no, we make a difference. Our faith makes a difference. The that's name right. of Jesus makes a difference. The word of God makes a difference. The covenant, the power of the Holy Spirit makes a difference. The blood makes a difference. That's right. I mean, you look at, just look at Mark 16, Terry. You know, the, that last verse where Jesus said, you'll go into all the world and make disciples and cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. You know, if there be any, eat any deadly thing, you know, uh, it won't hurt you. All Just those five things in there. Those are all like like just the stepping into the realm of the supernatural that you are. How could you do those things and not say you're invading the kingdom of darkness to stop that that will from coming to pass? Right. And you are there to share the, what the real productive, miraculous will of God is on behalf of those people. Well, they were sent to make a difference. That's right. And he That's didn't exactly say there in Mark 16, go, go make disciples. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be, be damned. Bad. And these signs right. shall, shall follow, follow them, them that believe. Then he lists those signs in the order of simplicity. The easiest thing first and said, in my name, you cast, you out, cast devils. out devils. I mean, Very the easiest thing, thing a Christian ought to be able to do is dispatch the devil on short notice. That's right. You know, and then he tells them they'll speak with other tongues. He tells them if they... Uh, they can take up serpents. They drink any deadly thing. It won't hurt them. And then lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus and they shall recover. And then I love that last verse. It says, so they went everywhere and preached That's the so Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. That's what the church needs today. And is supposed to have today That's right. is that we go everywhere and preach. And the Lord works with us and confirms what the word, the word with signs following those same signs he was talking That's about. Right. And, you know, years and years ago, I, I when I first got into ministry and first started praying for the sick, and uh, uh, I, I began to realize that somebody would bring me somebody with cancer, or they'd bring me somebody that was blind or sick or deaf or this, that, and they'd want me to lay my hot little anointed hands on them, and I'd, I'd be sitting there thinking, dear Lord, there's no hot little anointing here. There's no magic in my hands. Or right. And I, I'd feel this pressure that I had to do something. And one day the Lord said to me, he said, go read that last part of the book of, uh, the book of Mark there. And uh, and I went and looked and it said and and they went everywhere and preached the Lord working with them and performing the confirming mm-hmm. the word mm-hmm. with signs following I, and the Lord said to me he said your job's to go everywhere and preach right your job's not to do the miracles <laughs> my job's to do the miracles that's right my job's to confirm the word your job's to go preach the word and it just took all the pressure off me Renee all of a sudden sure. I, they could bring sure. the blind and the sick and the deaf and the lame and all and I'd realize thank God I don't have to heal them I can't heal them. Right. Uh, and I, I and I don't have to. All I have to do is preach the word, go everywhere and preach, and the Lord will confirm His word. My job now is to preach the right word. No, it is, and that makes it to so simple. To preach a word that gives them faith and hope, and makes them stretch out in faith and receive their miracle. Well, I just always appreciate how simply the Lord either speaks to us in the in the confines and the deepest sanctity of our soul, and gives us just the simple bottom line that takes the pressure off of us and and or we also read it in the word of God, that that's the truth of it, that the real power is in the name of Jesus and the word of God. And our obedience will be what will bring that wonderful message to the world. Yeah, absolutely. I just love the whole concept of God being able to take simple people like you're always saying available mud 
and just placing us in strategic areas of the world. If we're the salt of the earth, then he's shaken us out Absolutely. in different parts of the world. And we're stationed here and there and live here and there and go and go have all of our sphere of influence in our own personal lives. And the whole idea is that when we show up, it will make a difference in the atmosphere. Demons know we're there. Angels know we're there. Amen. And we are there to do signs and wonders on behalf of Amen. the kingdom of God and bring people into eternal life so they never have to be a part of the devil's hell and eternal death ever again. <laughs> no, amen, amen. You know what? If all the churches and all the preachers were preaching the power of God, yes, the, the miracles of God, the, the miracles. healings of God, the, uh, the miraculous of yeah. God, uh, we, we'd see a tremendous difference. You know, we, we, we hear a lot of great teachings, but, you know, a lot of the teachings are just good, nice, normal teachings right. that don't don't put any demand on the power of God. Don't put any demand on your faith. Don't put any demand right. on anything. It's just, well, here's a cute word. Here's a nice word. But, you know, if we were, you, you know, I'm thinking, uh, I, I'm thinking one, uh, one crusade I did in India and uh, uh, every night, I mean, there were thousands and thousands of people there, but every night there was a mother that brought her daughter. Her daughter was grown. I don't know how old she would have been, but she would have been in her probably uh, late teens, I would think. Uh, but but she was blind. And this mother brought this daughter every night and stood right up front, got very right up at the platform, and uh, always on my right-hand side. Uh, and, uh, and, and she not only was blind, she had no... Uh, no coloring to her eyes. Her mm. eyes were just white my, uh, my. orbs. There's no no pupil, no iris, no none of that. And uh, and so every night I would pray for miracles. Every night I'd pray for miracles. Have people stand up and I'd pray and the power of God would fall. Then I'd say, do the impossible. Do what you couldn't do. If you couldn't, you know, jump, jump. Couldn't bend over, bend over, and then come tell us what God's done for you. And every night she'd sit out there and, and Jackie and. And all four kids were with me on that particular meeting. And so they all got to watching this girl. And then the other pastors I had with me, and they kind of, you know, you kind of get favorites in a crusade. Mm -hmm. You start saying, well, now if I was God, I'd heal that one over there. And if I was right. God, I'd heal that one over there. And, and I'd like that one to be healed, you know. But, right. uh, and so they all begin to pull for this girl. Mm. And every night I'd say, do the impossible. And whenever I'd say, do the impossible, we'd see her. She'd put her hand up in front of her face and just move her hand around. And she'd just kind of be staring up into the sky, you know, and she'd be having her hand up there trying to see something. And we'd see her do that every night and every night, and, you know, nothing happened. And so, you know, at the end of each meeting, I'd say, you know, come back tomorrow night. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as you come and hear the word of God, every time you hear the word, faith will rise and faith will come. So, so, you know, tonight faith came, you come back tomorrow night, faith will rise again. You know, I'll preach the word and faith will rise. And at some point God touches you at that point of faith and you get your miracle. And, you know, I'm, I'm preaching like faith every night. And so, so this, this went on every night where this little girl, this young lady would, uh, you know, her mother would be checking her out and have her hand up in front of her face and the girl mm. would have her hand up in front of her face and, and every night they'd go away with nothing happened, you know, but, but the very last night of that meeting, uh, I preached again, I prayed again, miracles happened again. And that girl started checking herself out again and checking her eyesight out again. And the next thing I knew she and her mama was on the platform. And uh, came up there and gave that wonderful, marvelous testimony how God opened her eyes. And I sat there and looked into her eyes, and uh, she had colored, you know, her uh, God had put the coloring in there and the pupil in there. And, Hallelujah. And had put, you know, I mean, she was just normal, just had perfectly uh, normal eyes, beautiful eyes and, 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 and sight. And see, her, her faith made a difference in all no, that. No, that's right. 
And her mama's faith coming every night made a difference in that. Right. Me being there made a difference in that. Preaching that word made a difference in that. Our, our faith affects what we're doing, and our faith can affect our entire life if we'll just put it to, to, put it to work. Well, and that's the, you know, the, I, I was trying to remember the scripture reference for what you're saying there is that we are co-laborers together with God. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that God's in heaven yeah. and the Bible says he is a spirit and, you know, and that he's, he's out there controlling in, in this things and administrating uh, the things of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And he needs people here on earth that with physical bodies, just like he sent Jesus to do to make a difference, to help us. Uh, take this gospel and we are co-labors if god sits in the heavens and and watches everything sits on the circle of the earth then he's got to have people here on this planet that are doing stuff with physical bodies that can go out into all the world and preach the gospel and take the message it's not supposed to be pre preached by angels it's no, got to it be can't preached be. angels can't preach can't be preached no, by angels can't. it's got to be you and i yeah it has to be us that's why he sent us into the world to to preach the good news and the glad tidings you know, uh, uh, another time I saw that same thing happen with blind eyes. I was preaching in Guadalajara, Mexico, and I was at somebody's home. They had asked me to come in and do a meeting, and, and they had their home just packed. They had actually carried their furniture outside uh, of the house to make more room, so people just stood. It was standing room only. And, I mean, they were so jam-packed in this house that um, uh, I only had room. Uh, to, to. I had my back up against the wall, and then I had my Bible in my hand right out in front of me. And then the next person was right there, almost touching my Bible. I mean, mm. they were just jammed in there. Wow. And one of the girls, one of the ladies that was jammed up close to me uh, right there on the on, on the front. There were no rows. They were just jammed in there as a crowd. But uh, same thing. I, and, and she was so close to me. I was staring into her white, sightless eyes with no color, no, 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 no none of that. You know, just yeah. white orbs. And, uh, and I began to pray a miracle prayer that night. And God began to do miracles after I had preached. And then I went over. To, I mean, I didn't go over. I couldn't move. I, I just reached over and laid hands on her head. And so I was just up close and personal to her. And so began praying for her and commanding eyes to come in her. And I literally sat there and watched the whole process. I watched. I mean, I'm, sta I'm, I'm closer to her than I am to you. I right. mean, I've just got my hand on her head and she's looking. I'm staring straight right. into her eyes. Right. And... Uh, and I began to see little, something was happening on those white orbs. And, and, and I began to look at it. It's like it was moving. It was like there was something happening on the surface of her eye. Wow. And pretty soon little bumps came on her, little tiny bumps. I could see these little bumps raising on her eye. And I thought, what in the world's going on? And then pretty soon it began to, it began to darken up and, and became a circle. And, and, then, and then just little by little, I stood there and watched the whole blessed, miraculous process wow. where where the color came the the pupils came the the whole deal came and she could see now just a just a absolute marvelous creative uh miracle <laughs> of almighty god yeah. but my, but you my, know my. our faith affected and made a difference no, in that the word of god made it a does. difference in that her standing there believing god made a difference well people sometimes too terry you've heard all of the cliched answers is that uh, you know, that how they'll explain away something that says, uh, you know, uh, just because it's delayed doesn't mean it's no, or that God's got his own timetable or this, that, or the other. And, and sometimes it tries, some of those cliches that I know I've heard in church tries to talk people out of right. being aggressive with no, their faith. No, that's right. That's right. And it, and it, it tries you know, to faith get Faith is them, always now. Right. 
And, and, and that's, you know, I mean, the, the premise that we all learned and got so excited about nearly 50 years ago is the, the fact of Mark eleven twenty three. I mean, that was Brother Hagin's landmark exactly. verse of exactly. scripture that what we say to the mountain now, right. Right. we believe we shall receive. But Hebrews faith eleven is, one now faith yeah, is. Right, <laughs> now right. faith, not, not tomorrow faith is, not yesterday faith was, not faith will be, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, evidence. of things not seen. Well, you know, we were teaching this a few weeks ago out of John, First John 5 over there, too, some of those things that, that our faith overcomes the world. Oh, absolutely. That, that why would we have been given faith? Why would we have been given armor? Why would, we, why would he have given us the name of Jesus and tell us, as you've taught in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts, to go into all absolutely. the world, face devils, demons, life and death situations, governments, everything out there that would try to hurt, harm, and, and initially stop you, if not put every hurdle that they could think of against you to sure, keep you from preaching sure. the gospel, if he did not mean for us to make a difference. And if it would not make you win. When? That's the whole idea. <laughs> I, I had a friend, I think that people would enjoy this to know. James chapter 1, you know, it says, count it all joy. Mm -hmm. And I heard her say, oh gosh, 40 years ago, I guess it was a, at a women's con a globe convention. And she's, I don't even remember the woman's name, but she yelled at the people. She said, see here, this verse right here says, you're the counter. Count it any way you want to. Devil zero, me a hundred. There you go. <laughs> and I just, that's the whole thing. If I count it all joy and I go into the, the regions of the damned and I, and I, and in the darkest continent of the on the planet and place on the earth that I can count on the name of Jesus, That's the exactly armor right. of God, the word of God, the authority that God has given me. And I'm there to save lives, change the dynamic, turn hearts towards the Lord and get and take a harvest of souls into well, you, the kingdom you know, of God. You know, years ago when I realized that God was issuing us the armor of God, right. that, that gave me a little clue that I'm yes. about to have a fight. <laughs> I'm about to have yeah. a fight. I'm about to yeah. run into an enemy and that God gave me equipment That's to right. win. If God's passing out armor, clue. <laughs> you know, along that same line to what you just said about the lady that said that, I heard Gloria Copeland say years ago, uh, something I, I just, it was so simple, but I thought it was profound. She said, yeah. she said, you know, God voted for you right? and the devil voted against you. Right. It's one-to-one -one, and it's right. up to you to cast the deciding vote. That's right. That's she right. said, if you vote with the devil, he wins two-to-one against God. If you <laughs> vote right. with God, he wins. It's two-to-one against the devil. So you cast the deciding vote. Your faith makes a difference. Well, it does, and, and, and that's part of that verse of Scripture. Paul said, make your calling and your election sure. Absolutely. Brother Osteen would always say, you know, God's voted for you, the devil's voted against you, cast the vote, and you win the election. Well, yeah. You know, and that's the whole the whole dynamic is that we win, just like sure. you said. We win. Well, we're supposed to. Yeah. Hence, we are more than that's, conquerors. That's, that's <laughs> the whole point of, uh, of that Bible. So that's you right. can win. We are more than conquerors, nay, amid all these things. No matter what the not, obstacle. You're not just left here to be beat up by yeah, the devil. That's right. We're, we're here to win souls and to make a difference and to be a winner in that the, the word has promised us over and over is the name of your ministry organization, More Than Conquerors. More Than Conquerors. Hallelujah. Conqueror. Look us up in the yellow pages under Conquerors More Than. I know. The first time I ever heard you say that, I thought that was so marvelous. And I, I had never the heard anybody. The sad thing is people don't know what yellow pages are anymore. <laughs> I, know. I know. Of course, that was a long time ago now, 43 years ago, I heard you say that. And I had, I had probably heard that verse preached on numerous times in my life. But I had never heard anybody uh, 
especially use the example you gave of the fighter bringing the, his check home to oh, his yeah, wife, sure. and she's more than a conqueror. And uh, that was such such a profound time of realizing that God is for us; He's not against us. That we only have one enemy, and it's the devil. And that fight can be won based on your authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Like well, it. our time has come and gone today. We do want to remind you about our, our offer that we're giving to you. Uh, it's Terry's CD on Don't Let Your Mouth Deceive Your Heart. And it's so much of what we say to you on the podcast just consistently all the time that it's your mouth that's going to make a difference. It's what you say in a crowd of 10,000. Like Psalm says, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. And so don't, don't be saying the wrong things in a pressurized situation. Learn how to put the word of God in your heart and not let your mouth deceive your heart. So if you'll write in, ask for it, call us here at the office. Um, we'll send that out to you free for nothing, as Terry says. And don't forget to check us out. Uh, every week we have a brand new podcast for you on terrymize.com and then we also have a website terrymizeministries.org and all of our products and schedule of our ministry is all right there and you can read our monthly newsletter as it comes out and um, all of these wonderful things are just available there for you we love you very much and we're so glad you have listened today and don't forget that you can go and listen to these podcasts that have been archived on our website and they're there for you to enjoy. And honestly, you could just put yourself through a first semester of Bible school or a year of Bible school just listening to all these good things. Well, darling, our time has come and gone. And so let's tell the folks that they are more, more than <laughs> conquerors. God bless you all. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.